Hello and welcome to the third episode of the podcast of the India Travel Tales for Kids.com, a site where you'll find fascinating stories and snippets to help you discover India, her history, her geography, her wildlife, her culture, and much, much more. Whether you're a child or an adult, if you've grown up in India, you have heard stories from India's great epics. Today, I'm going to talk to you about one of them that has been central to India's culture for centuries, the Ramayana. In India, the Ramayana is more than just a story. It is a part of India's living culture and reflects an Indian art, religion, sculpture, music, dance, drama, and just about every other aspect of life. From idioms and ordinary speech to the subject of pieces in classical performing arts, you will find the Ramayana thrives in various forms. When my twin sons were born, staff at the hospital instinctively began calling them Love and Khush, names of the twin boys in the epic. Speakers of Hindi are familiar with idioms such as Bharat Milap, used for a union of two brothers, drawing from the meeting of the brothers in the story. From language to literature, from theatre to politics, the Ramayana lives on in more ways than we can imagine. The Ramayana is too vast a topic for a short podcast, I'm quite conscious of that. So today, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about just one fascinating aspect about the epic. There is no single story called the Ramayana. Yes, you heard right. There is no single story called the Ramayana. In fact, it is said that there are more than 300 of them. In this show, you're going to get a quick glimpse into some of them. And I hope it inspires you to find out more. The Ramayana is not one story. There are many, many stories that take the name of Ramayana. Most often we hear one version of the story and think that alone is the Ramayana. However, that's not true. What we hear comes down to us from one of the most popular versions, which was composed by Valmiki. Valmiki, known as the Adi Kavi or the first poet, is said to have been a bandit turned poet, and his Ramayana is regarded as the earliest one. When Valmiki is said to have composed the Ramayana, the Kavya or the poem was sung and orally narrated by bards and travelling minstrels. Naturally then, each bard would recite the poem slightly differently. The epic was written down only much later. In the written form, other than Valmiki, there are many other versions and it will surprise you to see the variety in them. I am going to list out a few of them here. In the Adbhut Ramayana, Sita is Ravan's daughter. In the tribal Ramayana of the Gond people, Lakshman is the hero of the story, not Ram. In the Jain Ramayana, Ravan is highly praised and it is Lakshman who kills Ravan, not Ram. In the Ananda Ramayana, Ravan kidnaps not just Sita but also Kaushalya, Ram's mother. In the Dasharat Jataka, which belongs to the Buddhist corpus, Ram is a Bodhisattva and the narrative differs much from the Valmiki Ramayana. The Tamil Ramayana, called the Ramavataram by Kamban, completely excludes the story of Love and Kush, Ram's children. There is a Thai version of Ramayana called the Ramakain, which differs from the Valmiki Ramayana. While Hanuman is a bachelor in the Indian text, in the Thai versions, he is not. There again, Sita is Ravan's daughter, who is then adopted by King Janak. There is also a women's Ramayana in Bengali, where it is Sita and not Ram who is the central character of the story. In fact, it is said that one of the names given to the Ramayana by Valmiki was Sita Charitam, as it is essentially the story of Sita. As you can see, there are many stories and they all take the name Ramayana. 
what is surprising is that many of them have been composed by Valmiki. You have perhaps heard this popular episode from the epic of Shabri, a tribal woman feeding soiled or tasted berries to Ram. Lakshman refuses to eat these berries but Ram takes them saying that he could not refuse anything offered to him with love. This episode comes down to us from the Odia Ramayan written sometime in the 15th century when the bhakti movement which sought to cut across social barriers was at its height. The story, the setting, the description of the characters vary from one Ramayan to the other. There is a slight variation in each telling of the Ramayan which exists in dozens of languages from Bengali to Balinese, Chinese to Cambodian, Kashmiri to Kannada, Malaysian to Marathi. In fact, there are about 25 tellings of the Ramayan in Sanskrit alone. And yet, each of them is unmistakably the Ramayan, for they all carry a common central core. You might wonder with so many varying texts and versions, what does one mean when they refer to the Ramayan? Is it the northern version or the southern one? Is it the Thai Ramayan or the Indian one? Well, in 1951, a big project was initiated and taken up by the Oriental Institute of Baroda with exactly this problem in mind. They wanted to arrive at a scientifically reconstructed text of the great epic. Thousands of manuscripts in all languages and scripts were gathered from libraries and archives from all regions of the Indian subcontinent. Scholars worked on these for over 15 years. They had versions from the south, various versions from the north, further subdivided into northwestern and northeastern versions. They sifted through mountains of ancient manuscripts in a range of scripts like Sharda, Mewadi, Maithili, Bengali, Telugu, Kannadi, Grantha, Malayalam and so on. After fine combing through every verse and word of every manuscript they reviewed, the scholars finally arrived at a text which is referred to as a critical edition of the Ramayana. If you have read the story of the Ramayana, it is likely that it is based upon this text of the Ramayana. Or if you live in North India, it is most likely to be the Ramcharitmanas by Tulsidas. If you are from the south of India, you have perhaps heard the Kamban's Ramayana called the Ramavataram. Find out more about the other Ramayans and you will discover another fascinating facet of India. For more on the Ramayana, the Ramayana also offers us a vivid snapshot of India's geography, its landscape, its forests, its water bodies, its trees. Visit my blog post on the Green Ramayana on www.indiatraveltalesforkids.com. That's www.indiatraveltalesforkids.com for the full story. Subscribe to the site for a monthly dose of tales about India to help you discover and learn more about the country. Hope you enjoyed this episode and hope to see you soon for another podcast. Goodbye and have a nice day.